We can't hear you, star one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Barbara P., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 18th. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page XXII, the um, third paragraph, beginning with the basic principles of the AA program and ending with two paragraphs, reading two paragraphs, sharing experience, strength, and hope. Today's readers are um, Nancy T. on the 12 Steps, Joni C. on the 12 Traditions. Readers of our text are Mary A. And then our closing is Tamara C. Our newcomer greeter is going to be Susan S. H. Our host, Raj C. And Kathy S. will be doing our announcements. Um, Let's see. Yesterday's reference numbers. Let me give you those. Give me one sec. Yesterday's, oh, the Sunday, December 17th, um, special edition was wonderful. It is 20944. And then we'll be giving you today's um, number shortly by the end of the meeting. So the OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask um, Nancy P. to read the 12 traditions. Steps first, right? It's me. Okay. Uh, This is Nancy P. Thank you for letting me share. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me share, and I'll pass. Great. Thanks so much, Nancy P. Joni C., can you read our 12 traditions, please? Yeah. Good morning. This is Joni C., uh, a compulsive overeater from Minnesota. One, our common should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Joni C. We appreciate that. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page XXII. We're on paragraph 3, reading for two paragraphs. So beginning with the basic principles of the AA program and ending with sharing, experience, strength, and hope. 
So I would like to ask Mary A to step up and start us off with our reading. Mary A, please feel free. Mary, star one. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, my name is Mary A. I'm in Portland, Maine, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater through God's grace. The basic principles of the AA program, it appears, hold good for individuals with many different lifestyles, just as the program has brought recovery to those of many different nationalities. The 12 steps that summarize the program may be called Los Doce Pasos in one country, Le Deux Etapes in another, but they trace exactly the same path to recovery that was blazed by the earliest members of Alcoholics Anonymous. In spite of the great increase in the size and the span of this fellowship, at its core, it remains simple and personal. Each day, somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. And um, wow, how beautiful. So this uh, forward was written in 1976, which is almost 40 years after the first edition was written. And so we think about the mushrooming effect that happened in Alcoholics Anonymous and how we uh, compulsive overeaters get to benefit from the learnings, from the, the program of recovery and everything that Alcoholics Anonymous brought to the world. And then Lo and behold, we can apply it to the same thinking, the same addictive thinking um, that happens for us with compulsive overeating. And it says the basic principles of the AA program hold good, uh, sort of regardless of your demographics. And so one would ask, what do we mean by basic principles? And those are things like honesty and hope, faith and courage, integrity, willingness, humility, brotherly love, discipline, perseverance, awareness, and service. Uh, my sponsor taught me that as I do each of the steps, I learn about a spiritual principle. And in doing so, then, I arrive at step 12, which says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message, this message of recovery to alcoholics, or in our case, to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So whether I'm dealing with another compulsive eater, whether it's a situation at work, whether I'm in the, you know, a grocery store, whether I'm out holiday shopping, I'm called in this program to practice these principles, rigorous honesty, to be hopeful in the face of despair, to bring faith into the world, to bring faith into my actions when uh, to um, revert to self-reliance might be really tempting, and et cetera. And so it's incumbent upon me as I do these steps to learn these principles and then to put them into practice. And um, it goes on to say in today's reading, you know, regardless of your language, regardless of your demographic, the pathway to recovery, the program of recovery is the same. And then that second paragraph, despite how much we've grown, each day somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one compulsive eater talks with another, sharing experience, strength, and hope. I don't share my opinion 
I don't share uh, rumor or gossip, but I do share this is what happened to me when I was in the throes of my disease. This is what happened to me when I surrendered. And this is what happened to me when I picked up the kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet and put them into practice. And with that, I get to recover. I get to live a life connected with a higher power who is loving and who knows me personally. And I get to be of service to other people. Um, And so long as I do that, rinse and repeat, then I get to have a pretty darn good life. Uh, I can't wait to hear from everybody else. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Mary A. from Maine. Um, Great kickoff. So now I'll take a list of names. Who would like to share? Oh, and just a reminder, please, if you have shared uh, in the last three days, hold back so we can hear some new voices. We really encourage everyone new and those who have been around, I won't call you old, to share. So, um, yeah, let's see who would like to share on these two paragraphs this morning. Judith S.P. Judith S.P. Kelly S. Kelly. Patty O. Patty, gotcha. Novella P. Novella, gotcha. All righty, let's start there. Great lineup. So we have Judith SP, Kelly S, Patio, and Novella P. And Judith SP, you are up and followed by Kelly. Stand by. Hi, thank you for your service. Thank you, everyone. And most importantly, thank you, God, for bringing me to this day and to this meeting. I smiled with the last um, sentence, um, one alcoholic speaking to another, their experience, strength, and hope. And in real time, that's what we do every morning. That's the beauty of, for me, connecting on vision meetings is that I hear the experience, strength, and hope from others, and I can take what what resonates and respect the other statements. And uh, I think about history, and when I was in school, history was kind of dry. I wasn't a history buff. But the way that in this book, starting from the beginning of the preface into the editions, we learn the history, I learn the history, And it's woven and catapults me right to this moment in time. It's it's just phenomenal how vibrant and exciting it is for me. And who would have thought Judith would get excited about sharing on the third edition of uh, the AA Big Book? Hello. Um, It's truly amazing. And the inclusivity, the inclusivity, which we so need in this moment in time in our world. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your color. Well, it does matter, I mean, you know, on some levels. But, you know, we're all different, but we're all the same. And I can't hear that too often. And I hear that through God often saying to me, 
patience and humility, Judith. Take it slow. This is not about you. And before coming into program, even if it was negative, it was all about me. It was all about me. And the pain was so great because nothing had a solution that all I did was go to the food and become a spoiled brat or or continue to be a spoiled brat. But I love the inclusivity and I love the simple and personal complication analysis going off into minute detail. None of that is important now. And as was mentioned before, the 12 principles are my guiding lights. If I'm honest and I have hope and so forth throughout the 12 principles, work the steps, connect with fellows, respect other people. I can agree to disagree. It's all in this little paragraph for me. And it speaks to me so that as I go forward into this day, I can carry all of the gifts of this program through your shares and through my own meditation and prayer with God so I could be the best Judith I can be today. So thank you for letting me share and having this opportunity. Ah, thank you, Judith SP. Good to hear you this morning. Kelly S., you are up, followed by Patty O. Hey, guys, it's Kelly S., um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater and Bulimic. Good morning. Thanks for your service. Um, that opening reader and share was just phenomenal, and I just really loved the um, how much she touched on the principles. And I wanted to um, share a little bit on that because that's been such a turning point for me in my recovery because you guys know I've been a chronic relapser because I just didn't understand this whole idea that this program was about basic principles, living by principles, right? And um, getting on myself. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning, a much more important demonstration of our principal lies before us in our respective homes and affairs. So, yeah, I'm putting down the food, but it doesn't matter where I live. It doesn't matter if I'm male or female, gay or straight, you know, black or white, whatever. I'm a human being and I need to live by these principles and how am I showing up differently, right? So, it doesn't, you know, I put down the food. Yes, I have to put down the food. But this program is going to teach me how to do that and how. I love this whole thing of at its core it remains simple and personal because it talks about and we agnostics that we find this power deep within. You know, we're working these steps to get this connection with God. And the path to recovery has been the same since this book has been written. These 12 steps haven't changed because we need to get this connection with power. And for each one of us, it's within our heart, right? And it remains simple. Not easy. As we hear, there's a lot of work involved, but my disease is a lot of work. And it gives me chills when it talks about, you know, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another, sharing experience, strength, and hope. And Bill tells us, and it tells us several times through the book, that when all else fails, work with another compulsive overeater. And, you know, for some reason, all of this is written in the we, right? It's never changed. So, yes, it is about a connection with power. But I have to share it with you guys. You know, I put my hand in my my sponsor, and then I reach back and get the hand of my fellow person who is struggling or in relapse, and I help them. And I don't know why this worked. It doesn't make any sense. My disease didn't make any sense, but I did it anyway. So I practice these these steps. I work these steps. I practice these principles in all my affairs today. 
and I continue to help people. And that's made a huge, huge difference, you guys. I cannot tell you the difference. Put the food down, 100% black and white. Start practicing principles in all your affairs. Honesty, huge. Can't tell you what a big one that is. That's a big one. Honesty. And then continuing to help other people. Yes, that's a lot of work too. But for whatever reason, this works. And today I'm living a, a year and a half of recovered neutral abstinence, living in God's time and uh, with principles I never thought I'd live with. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Kelly S. So Patio, and you'll be followed by Novella P. And let me just remind everybody, Patty, before you start, um, we are on page XXII, forward to the third edition, the basic principles of the AA program. That's the third paragraph, ending the page with sharing experience, strength, and hope. Okay, Patio, you're up. After Novella, we'll take another list of names. Hi, this is Patio, and I live in Florida. I'm a compulsive overeater, and um, I haven't compulsively over eight in well, over three months. And so the first reader, the first um, sharer was so wonderful. Uh, I heard just what I needed to hear. Um, sometimes I can read it and not understand it, but when somebody talks about what I read, it becomes more clear. And so thank you. Uh, so the principles of the program, you know, last week I stopped making phone calls. This past week I stopped doing quiet time and prayer. And what a burden. It it just, it frightens me because I have tried to recover from compulsive overeating for decades. And I get some degree of success and, and then pick up and I'm gone, man. I'm gone. So for the last 90 days, I've been practicing the principle of honesty. And I talked to my sponsor yesterday and I told her the state that I'm in, that I'm doing this. We're not doing this. I'm doing this. And it's a very, it's very familiar and it's very frightening to me. And then we read this paragraph where it says where one alcoholic talks to another. I, I have to make the phone calls, even though they frighten me. I have to be one uh, compulsive overeater talking to another. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm telling you that I'm struggling with phone calls. I'm struggling with honesty. I'm doing it. Uh, yesterday, before I talked to my sponsor, I was so frightened that, you know, I'm going to pick up. And then when I talked to her and told her exactly where I am, today I woke up with a little bit of hope. So I, there's so many more principles that I have to uh, practice. I, I don't know why talking on the phone scares me so much, but it does. So I have to practice the principle of courage. Uh, I appreciate you bearing with me and, uh, and all your help. So thanks for letting me share. 
Patio, thank you so much. Um, next up, we have Novella P, and then we'll be taking another list of names. So stand by and uh, appreciate all the shares. Hi, this is Novella. Can I be heard? You sure can. Sounds great. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, what I just love what the person just shared. It, it just reminds me when I first came into a meeting and somebody said, um, you can't do this alone. And my first reaction was, oh, really? Then you don't know me. <laughs> so I just know who I am. I'm this self-reliant person, and it's so hard for me to admit that I can't do this program alone because I've been doing it alone for years, and I think that's my biggest downfall. I'm going, you did it before. You can do it again. Well, this disease is so baffling and cunning. It waited. It gave me that freedom. It gave me that gift. Go ahead. Do it by yourself. See how successful you are. I was so miserable in myself. I was so caught up in all my character defects. I was a miserable, rotten, selfish human being. And I had no happiness, even though I was abstinent and I was in the right-sized body. Everything was perfect, but it wasn't perfect because I didn't have that close relationship with my higher power. I need these steps because they give me, they teach me how to have a closer relationship with my higher power. I can't do this alone because of my own self-will. I'm, I'm self-destructive. My ego wants to kill me and it will kill me and I'll live a miserable life, but that's not who I want to be today. I want to be abstinent. I want to be kind. I want to be loving. I want to be generous, gentle, compassionate. You know, a person who can help as somebody else rather than just think about me. That's who I want to be. I don't want to be this lonely, selfish individual anymore. And so I'm so grateful for OA and everything that has taught me about my behaviors that I couldn't see before. And today I can see how terribly flawed I am without my higher power. So today I'm just a grateful overeater because if it wasn't for that, I probably never would have found out. So thank you so much. This is developed from Maine. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much, Novella P. from Maine. We appreciate your share. So we will be having sharing. Who else would like to join the crowd? Vicki V. Lauren. Sue Ann from Pennsylvania. Touch Vicki V. Sue Ann. Lauren Grace B. New Jersey. Larry K. Larry K. Terry J. Michigan. Terry, gotcha, Michigan. Tell you who I have so far. See if I missed anybody. Vicki V, Susan, Sue Ann, sorry, Lauren Grace B, Larry K, Terry J. Miss anybody? All righty, let's kick off. And Vicki V, you are up, followed by Sue Ann from PA. 
Good morning, and thank you. This is Vicki V from Long Island, New York. What a great paragraph. Each day somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. I, too, struggle, like someone else just shared, with the um, outreach. And also, I, you know, I've got this. I worked with my sponsor yesterday. I'm preparing for step nine, and I wasn't even listening to what she said. And she said, what do you feel about what you just heard? I said, nothing, because I didn't hear it, because I'm obstinate. I'm feeling, I'm feeling obstinate. And uh, I didn't even know I was, but I was in the eye. You know, I was in the fear, and I didn't know it. And the sponsor took time to walk me through, you know, what I was feeling, why I was feeling it, what it was affecting, you know, the, the entire process. And, um, and it was a struggle, but, but it was, wow, it was just amazing. And, and I still was holding on. I know I was still holding on because I didn't give it to God. And then I had to go to this party and I knew there was going to be all kinds of food at this party. And I was resentful because I can't eat with impunity. And these people are going to have all kinds of questions. Why aren't you eating? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just making everything up in my head. And so I reached out to somebody who had texted me. We didn't get a chance to talk. And, you know, they only had a minute or two. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what the magic was. But then I turned and I called somebody else. And I didn't mention anything that was going on with me. And I asked that person, well, how, how was your day today? Because I know yesterday you were having feelings about something. And we shared. And while I didn't share what I was going through, I did say, listen, I'm going to a party and I'm feeling a little weak. Can I text you when I leave and tell you how proud I am, how proud God is of me that I made it through this, this party without eating? She said, absolutely, please do that. And I did it. And you know what? The minute I got off the phone and got in the car, <laughs> I felt better. There was no chance I was going to eat. I could feel it as soon as I got in the car and I was singing Christmas songs to myself and to my higher power. And then, then I wake up and there's this sentence, this paragraph. There is no coincidence. Is it odd or is it God? God is everything or nothing. Thank you so much for all your intimate shares. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Vicki V. From New York, Sue Ann, Pennsylvania. Step right up. You'll be followed by Grace B. Good morning. It's Sue Ann W. from Pennsylvania, rainy Philadelphia right now. Um, Thank you for your service. And um, I have been getting so much from all these shares. I'm hearing things, and I'm like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Um, And I just love reading about the beginning of AA. Um, Basically, this comes OA. Um, And... I have gotten a new sponsor recently and started over at step one, which is awesome because I'm really going through it in detail, looking up things like moral psychology, um, (laughs) which is so difficult to understand. I have to do some more work on that one. And um, yeah, it's fantastic. I, I'm just so happy to be back at the beginning where, you know, I can learn at a deeper level. Um, And I think that this, these paragraphs are very instructive for me too. Um, and I love this meeting. I love you all and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for hearing me. Uh, thanks so much, Sue Ann from PA, Sue Ann W. Lauren Grace B. Step right up. You'll be followed by Larry K. Good morning, everybody. This is Lauren Grace B. right across the bridge from Philadelphia in Southern 
New Jersey, and so grateful to be on this meeting today and grateful to hear everybody's uh, shares. The second paragraph really struck me that in spite of the great increase in the size and the span of the fellowship at its core, it remains simple and personal. And what hit me was we're really only one generation away from this program not existing. Each of us has to, the program's dependent on each of us working our program and being strong in the program. Um, and then it's also dependent on each of us as individuals working with others. The size of the fellowship is very impressive, but if we focus on that, the greatness of the fellowship and how big and strong it is, we're going to lose the thing that is the core um, and the fellowship will go under. And the important thing is just consistent work in this fellowship on a daily basis. I've been, I've been not struggling with my food, not struggling with doing what I need to do, but just feeling like, gosh, this is a lot. Um, and and I just need to remember, it's just consistent every day, turning it over to God, working with others, making outreach. And it's okay. This is just how I feel. But as long as I continue to work it and live it, uh, that's the most important thing. And that's all I have to share. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks so much, Lauren Grace B. from New Jersey. Larry Kay, you'll be up. Let me just give a reminder of where we are at page XXII, forward to the third edition. The last two paragraphs, beginning with the basic principles and ending with sharing, experience, strength, and hope. Larry Kay, come on up. Here I come. Here I come. Uh, Larry Kay, recovered compostable reader from Chicago. Um, yeah, thanks for all the, the, the beautiful shares. You know, they, when it talks about um, a couple of things come to mind for me. One is uh, it's in the demonstration when we carry the message to someone else. So are we demonstrating these? Are we practicing these principles? Are we working the steps as a way of life? It really doesn't matter who wrote the book or, or even the book itself. It's, it's where the words lead us to. And it really doesn't matter the language. I remember... Um, you know that I I, um, I had sponsored someone. Their primary language was sign language. Now, did they speak English? Were we able to communicate? Because I don't speak a lick of sign language. Um, but that person was able to recover as the result of the implement steps. That person had um, a spiritual awakening sufficient to drive out the obsession. The reality is, I don't I don't care if you speak big Latin. If you speak Spanish, Italian, in Italy, they, they put together a T-shirt. You know what the T-shirt said? It was in English, so I could read it. The T-shirt said, put the food down, get a sponsor, work the steps, carry the message, something like that. Four, four, four simple things in English. You know, it, it's a pretty simple thing, and yet have we come the heck out of it over some 90 years. We certainly have. It doesn't need to be that. Um, and, and really what I, what I find today is that uh, anybody who has this thing, if we can just accentuate or we can just focus on the fact that what the problem is, what the solution is, and how do we manifest the solution. The problem, you know, with the layout in the, in the, in the uh, allergy of the body, the twist of the mind, the fact that the main problem centers in our mind. The solution is if lack of power is the, is the, is the core, the root of the problem, you know, through our self-centeredness, we, we lack power. 
And if the, the solution is access to power, how are we going to manifest that? We're going to work the steps. If you want to try to work the steps while you're still eating, good luck to you. I say that with love and kindness. I certainly tried that. Many of us have. It didn't work. I had to put the food down. I had to get a Sherpa, that's for sure, to guide me. And then I had to go embark upon implementing the steps. And when I did, I would have a spiritual transformation. Now I've got a message to carry to someone else. Simple. Simple. Not not easy, but simple. With that, I pass. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Larry Kay. Um, Terry J., you're up. And we will then take another list of names. We'll have some time. Good morning again. This is Terry J. Thank you for your service in Michigan, Southfield specifically, that I lovingly call Detroit adjacent. Grateful for everybody that has shared on the line today. Um, it's been some powerful shares. There, These are two powerful paragraphs. And what struck me, though, was actually the meeting before the meeting this morning because I got on a little early and uh, one of the readers was asking how to pronounce that word that's in a a different language in the foreword and I thought to myself uh, oh did I uh, qualify myself I am a compulsive overeater by the way abstinent just for today and it's always today but the person was asking you know like how do you pronounce that and my thought was because I am who I am, uh, working on changing, was, hmm, I'd probably just Google that and, you know, see how to pronounce it. And, and that is what I would do. However, I saw the fellowship in asking the question. Perhaps if I didn't Google as, or if I used the phone more often to call other fellows, then I use Google, that would probably, Terry, help your program because it's a strong suggestion. Uh, Someone shared the um, fear, and I have that same fear, so that person is not alone. That fear of whatever it is, I don't want to get into the character defects and all of that that I have or the traits or whatever it is. However, I learned a lesson with my smart self that perhaps asking someone that can give it to you audible besides Google will probably help your program, Terry. So that's where I'm at today. Still struggle with making the phone calls, but getting better. So thanks for hearing my voice and letting me share always. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Terry J. from Michigan. We appreciate you. So we are, page XXII, last two paragraphs. Who else would like to share? We have time probably for four or five. We're still good. Tamara C. Yeah, Tamara, gotcha. Karen P. from Pennsylvania. Hanietta. Hanietta, gotcha, from Texas. Okay. And one or two more. One will be fine, and we can check in, see where we're at. This is Dawn from Florida. 
I'm sorry, say your name again. Dawn. Dawn. Okay. Gotcha, Dawn. And you can tell us more when you come up. Okay. Um C you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes. Maura Z. Oh, Maura. Okay. All right, Maura, we'll see if we can fit you, hopefully. Tamara C, step right up, and you'll be followed by Karen P. in Pennsylvania. Good morning, this is Tamara, uh, Tamara C. in Missouri, and I'm very grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater today. Um, this part about, like, blazing a new... know, like, where that came from, and I looked it up, and it, it seems that um, when people would... Um, uh, create a new path through like a forest, they would put these blazes on the trees, which were these notches or marks so that other travelers could see the blazes and and know that um, they're sticking to the trail. And so, um, and then the phrase simple and personal, it kind of makes me, brings to my mind, like, who blazed this trail of recovery for me? Um, who Who has shown me the path and of course you know um, my heart is full of love and gratitude for the pioneers of AA and OA but my mind was flooding with all these um, memories of of people who have just been there for me and shared their experience strength and hope Um, I remembering my very first newcomer meeting that I went to remembering um, love and acceptance remembering getting phone calls. Um, I remember, I I can still remember the voice of the very first person I ever did a 10-step call with, Um, my sponsors, their love, their their, um, sacrifice to spend time uh, showing me the trail. Um, I remember uh, how my heart warmed when my sponsor texted me in response to something. I like the real Tamara. And um, another time we were working on, I was sharing my fifth step with her and she called me brave. And just, um, it, this is a very personal, very personal path to recovery. And, and it's just beautiful. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it and to be able to, um, hopefully shine the light on the trail that's already been um, blazed for others. I'll pass with that. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Tamara C. Karen P. from Pennsylvania, you're up. Good morning. This is Karen P., uh, newly recovered uh, compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. I'm so grateful um, to be here and to be a part of this uh, amazing fellowship. This um, short paragraph, uh, it says, what struck me is that um, each day somewhere in the world, recovery begins. It begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing their experience, strength, and hope. Um, and it reminds me of Chapter 7, Working with Others, where it says the practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. And so it reminds me of the importance of carrying a message of giving what I've so freely been given. Um, 
I heard someone say on a meeting that the thing that I fear doing most or the thing that I'm most resistant to is the thing that's probably going to um, bring the breakthrough. I'm paraphrasing. Um, the things that I resisted uh, was making phone calls. Um, I would call my sponsor, but I wouldn't call other people. The other thing that I resisted was doing service um, because I, you know, made up stories in my head about not having enough time and no one wants to hear from me or what are you going to say, all of that sort of thing. Well, actually, it was the, the disease uh, talking in my head. Um, but I'm doing those things now. When I didn't do those, let me say this, is that I went back into the food um, and I have a history of relapse. And I have a healthy fear of um, of this uh, this disease. And so today, I'm willing, one day at a time, to make uh, outreach calls to people to be of service. And what I find is that um, people really appreciate when I reach out. And also, people call me back. Um, and what I've been doing is I usually text and see if someone's available to talk and and try and set up a time versus cold calling. Some other some may do cold calls, um, but I'm finding that texting uh, first to set up a phone call is working for me. Um, I'm just really, really grateful. This program is saving my life, and uh, helping others is, is saving my life one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Karen P. from Pennsylvania. Hanietta from Texas, please share. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service and allowing me to share. Um, I want to comment on the last sentence. Um, each day somewhere in the world, we cut. Recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. And I kind of want to dedicate this share to a friend of mine who never gives up on me. She's been there when I'm abstinent for years and years and years, and then she's she's there with me when I'm in the bottom of the pit again. And I want to make a comment about... um, being afraid if somebody shared something about being afraid to do things and she kind of start, you know, we, we kind of start, I would start with not making phone calls or not, you know, doing my writing or not, you know, doing the things I need to do. And what I found out that was is just self-sabotage. I would self-sabotage myself. And um, this, this, and what I had to find out, I had to replace that with self-love. And what I, and that's hard. But what I found is that my one, this one friend never, ever gave up to me, up on me. Even when I was self-sabotaging, she would talk to me. Um, and finally, the other, about a, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, she said, you need to, not need, she said, this is the meeting that I've been going to, and I can listen to it anytime I want. And uh, I just call in. I can't go to the meeting, but I could call anytime it's convenient for me. I said, okay, okay, okay. So she gave me both numbers of how to get into this meeting. 
the one to get into the meeting and the one to listen to the recorded meetings. And um, lo and behold, what meeting was it? It was Vision. Well, I'd been on Vision years and years and years ago when it first started. Never followed through. And um, and here I am in thanks of this friend. And I will be ever so grateful to her. And um, I know when she listens to this today, she'll get to hear it. But um, thank you so much for letting me share. I don't know what day it is for me, but I know on the 24th, which is coming up, um, it will be a month. So um, if, with God's help and my willingness, I think that's all I need to say. Thank you so much uh, again for letting me share. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Hanietta in Texas. Don, you are up, and just let us know your last initial and where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Don P, and I'm calling from Florida, and I'm definitely a compulsive overeater, and um, my folks are only to get on this meeting today, so I'm following orders, um, and just admitting that I'm struggling, and I have been struggling for a while, and, you know, I don't want to continue struggling, so I'm on this meeting, and I'm grateful to hear all the shares, and and the readings this morning. So thank you for letting me share. Well, thanks so much for speaking up, Don. We're glad you're here. Keep coming. Maura Z, you are up, and we may have time for one more share, too. So think about it if you want to share. Maura Z. Thank you, moderator. Maura Z, <clears throat> recovered in Virginia. <clears throat> Each day, somewhere in the world, recovery begins when one alcoholic talks with another alcoholic, sharing experience, strength, and hope. That's the simplicity of this program. It doesn't have anything to do with rocket science or engineering. It doesn't matter if you've got a 4.0 GPA. It doesn't matter if you've got a PhD. It doesn't matter if you just graduated from high school. No skills are required, just sharing our experience, strength, and hope, one human being to another, one compulsive overeater to another. That's all it takes. It's that simple. And when that happens, magic happens. Because when the seed is planted in the mind of another alcoholic, the true malady of his condition, and I'm misquoting terribly all different parts of the big book, Peace can come. Because when I first came to my first OA meeting, it was a newcomer's meeting. And I felt at home the very first time in my life. And I came from a big family. But this was different. This was one person talking to me about her struggles, about her triumphs, and giving me hope. That's what the gift is. We give each other hope. With that, I'll pass. Oh, thanks so much, Maura. So we have time for one more share. Who would like to close us out today? Susan S.H. 
LNC. Susan, you got it. Susan's up first. Susan S.H., okay. go right ahead. There we go. Yeah, that last sentence really has set a lot of imaginations and, and experience, you know, that that's where, that's where the help is, sharing experience, strength, and hope with others. And it reminds me very much of something my original sponsor pointed me to time and time again. And it's page 89. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other, other activities fail. That means that that benefit, that it goes both ways. It, it, it's amazing that I can, my goal can be to help another, and I help myself so much in the process. It's it's just uh, still unimaginable, still amazing. And I'm still so grateful for this way of life and a relationship with a higher power that I just didn't know was for me too. But it is. Every day that I work it, it truly works. And grateful, grateful. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. I pass. Well, thank you so much, Susan S.H. And there was one other person who came in. Was it Ellen? That we do have a minute left or so? Minute, minute and a half? Helen. 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 Oh, yes. Hello, Helen. You go right ahead. We covered consumption, Anita. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just quickly say that uh, I recovered, uh, compulsive eating, recovered for today. And the reading this morning reminds me that this program is very flexible and also portable and that it accommodates all of uh, my HP's children. And that is the beauty, beautiful part about this program. I love it. And, uh, and because of that, because it can accommodate so many people, I, I know that for me that it's God inspired. It had to be to be able to do that. And uh, the part about being simple and personal, I love that part because I can mold this program as long as I'm doing the steps and the traditions. I can mold it to fit me just like a perfect uh, suit. And I just, I, I've been here over 40 years. And so I wouldn't have stayed so long if it wasn't so uh, such a beautiful fit. And thank everyone that gives service. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak this morning. Pass. And for closing us out. Thanks to everyone who shared today. What a rich meeting. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. And today's share ID, if you want to listen again or recommend it to friends, is 20945. And that is for today, Wednesday, December 18th. Well, let's see. We'll now close with the reading from the big book, page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And we'll, um, let's see, we are having Tamara C. Step up and read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Thank you, Barbara. Tamara C., Compulsive Overeater in Missouri. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick, 
the answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.